Hey everybody, I'm Tarek Merchant and this is the I'm Recruitable Show. I'm here today with LSU men's tennis coach, Chris Brandy. How you doing, Tarek? Good, how you doing? Good, Thanks man. for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Pleasure We're, to be here. Awesome. Uh, we are here at uh, Kalamazoo and um, a lot of coaches here scouting players. So um, this is an awesome opportunity for us to get lots of content and give players and parents that are going through this process a lot of advice and information. So I'm really excited to have you on here so you can share your thoughts with us. You've uh, had a lot of success in your career so far. So let's just start off and get you to give a quick background about you know, your tennis background, where you started, and how you got into college tennis, and then the coaching career. Sure. So uh, I guess how I started tennis, I'm, I'm actually from a tennis family. My uh, father was a college coach, uh, so I grew up in that environment from day one as far as I can remember. Uh, he coached for, I think, 17 years in college, wow. and then uh, left college tennis when I graduated high school. Um, I also have a, an uncle who is a very, very good coach, coached a lot of different professionals. I have a cousin who was top 30 in the world in women's tennis. Um, so it was kind of natural that that's what I would fall into. Where did your dad coach at? Uh, he coached at the University of Florida back in the uh, 80s through, uh, I think, 2000, 2001 yep. is when he, he he finally retired. And then he just came back with me to LSU last year. So awesome. He's now back on the men's side here after almost 20 years. Amazing. So, yeah. It's That's big, fun. Big, yeah, it's yeah. been a lot of fun. And, um, you know, it's... it's uh, not necessarily something we, we were we were looking to do, but but I think we wanted to do it together, and and, and we're having a blast. We're having awesome. a blast, yeah, yeah. And so, where did you play college tennis? I actually went to uh, Texas Christian University my okay. freshman year, and then I transferred to the University of Florida and played there for three years. So under your dad? No, he, no, he, he was, was a women's coach, and oh, then the he had okay. left actually. So right. my college coach was uh, Andy Jackson, who's now the head coach at Arkansas, and, right. and uh, is yep. a great guy. Was a great coach, and it was a great. Experience experience for me yeah. so it was uh you know I, i've, I've kind of seen many different sides of of college tennis as going through with my family my my father um and then of course being recruited on my own you know playing this tournament 20 years ago um i actually went to a different school it didn't quite work out for me yeah and i decided to transfer and, and i went through that process again and uh, but that time i didn't really kind of go through the recruiting process again i, I kind of knew where i wanted to go and it was more if they would take me and they were kind enough to give me a chance and it worked out pretty well actually so awesome. it was a lot of fun a lot perfect of fun. and so you know you have a really unique sort of situation i mean your dad coached college tennis yeah. uh, so did you feel like as you were growing up and as you played in college that it was natural for you to say i want to do the same thing i want to be a college coach was that yeah. your first instinct uh, i don't know if i wanted to be a college coach at that point but i certainly remember being maybe 14 or 15 and telling my parents i want to coach you know and i thought that was when i was certain when i got to a certain age i started you know playing these kind of tournaments and at that time there were a lot of kids that were some of the best in the world many of them went on to be professional tennis players um and uh, some won grand slams and and i kind of felt like I probably wasn't going to be that level, but yeah. I felt like I had a lot of knowledge in the sport, and, um, you know, I saw how much fun college tennis could be and what it gave people, and um, so I wanted to be a part of that, and I didn't know if I wanted to coach uh, college tennis at that point, but then when I went through it, it was a lot of fun, and uh, still wasn't sure after I was done with that, but I did enjoy coaching and coaching the private sector for a little while, and then and then I ended up uh, getting a college job, you know, maybe 
two or three years out of college, and, and it was it's been great ever since. So, yeah, yeah, you love it, yeah, right? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, for sure. I want to talk about. I mean, you mentioned the transfer process. I'm a transfer okay. kid as well. I played. Um, you know, I, I came when I came from Canada. I didn't even know if I wanted to play tennis. Yeah. You know, I even my last few years of high school, I, yeah. I, I I took a different approach. I played, but not the only sport. Sure. And so, but I still had the skills to come sure. down. But they were a little rusty. I played Division Two at Western New Mexico, sure. kind of like a last minute deal. Um, and then I transferred because um, my situation was that I outgrew that school. Yeah. I started to play really good tennis yeah. my freshman year. You know, had way more wins than losses. Beat some real top guys in Division Two. And then had the opportunity to move up, you know, to Jacksonville University sure. in Florida, play at a Division One school. Yeah. Had some injuries too, but like, why? What was the reason for your transfer? And um, was it a positive experience or not? You know, I, 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 a little similar to you, I would say I actually got injured maybe my senior year of high school. I had a senior or junior year of high school it was like a stress fracture in my back, and it was one of those lingering things. We took six months before we could even kind of figure out what was going on, right? And my level really dropped, right? Yeah. But I'd already kind of signed with a school, and they stuck with me more or less. But I really had gone down, right? And then I went to school, and I was thinking, okay, I'll figure this out. And um, as you know, the level's even higher there, and you got to really take it seriously. And and I tried to, but I never really kind of gained my footing. And 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 it was a good you know team and a very good coach, and I just kind of. You know, I felt like I needed more time and I wasn't really ready. Um, and, you know, my passion for the game went down a little bit because okay. I think yeah, naturally it's, 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 it's deflating when yeah. you have an injury. I had a serious Absolutely. shoulder injury. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's as far as my yeah. arm goes. Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's yeah. still with me. Yeah. But it can really take an athlete, right, from sure. from a lot of confidence and, yes. and interest sure. to, like, I can't play at the same level, sure. yeah. and it's deflating, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you, you have a certain trajectory, and I was actually one of those kids, you know, I was getting better every year until I had that injury. Right. So I felt like, hey, I'm trending up, you know, things are looking good, I'm, I'm starting to get in the mix with guys that I never was before, and then you get that injury, you've been working hard, and it really changes everything yeah. um, and you're young and you don't really understand hey you know it's going to take a little time and you don't think like that you're right, thinking right. Moment, you're right? my moment um, so you know it, it, it was a struggle for me and it wasn't the school I would say yeah um, you know I would say the coach at the time was a was a good family friend of ours. My father had actually coached him when he was a professional tennis player, so I've known him a long time. Okay, and he was he was a great coach, great guy. But I think, um, you know, and I guess I can share this with you a little later. But I sure. think I probably my heart wasn't in that school from the get go. I think I yeah. probably. Um, I probably listened to other people's advice more than what my heart was telling me to do. Yeah. And that's one thing I would tell everybody to do is, you know, this is the biggest decision most of these kids have ever made at this point, right? Right. So it's kind of like getting married to somebody. You know, you want to listen to yeah. your friend's advice. You want to listen to your parents, but you have to go live it. You know, you're going to go somewhere else. You're not going to live with your parents anymore. Your parents are not only going to tell your friends and their, you know, family, hey, he's going or she's going to XYZ place and they're loving it, but they're not going to go through it. You right. are. Right. And, uh, you know, and I think kids often listen to their parents' advice and they should, but it's still their decision, right? Right. Or and their friends. Yeah. And get influenced in different yeah, ways. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think, um, you know, I don't regret any of that, but yeah. it's certainly something I think about today that, you know what, 
you have to make your own decisions in life and you have to live with them and and while you should you know take the consultation of friends and family it's still your decision right right, right. and i didn't understand it at that time and uh, but anyways i got a second chance at the school i really wanted to be at i had a lot of friends on the team and it was really the school i always wanted to play for right yeah and um, and it was an un- unreal experience. I actually had to redshirt a year, and it was the best thing that ever happened to me uh, because I, I matured a lot. I, I healed from my injury. I was around a group of players and coaches that were totally invested, and, and I got so much better, and and uh, and then I was a completely different guy, right? Yeah. And, and a lot of people kind of forgot about me, and then I kind of came back and, and right off the bat had some success, and, and uh, you know, it was a fantastic experience that, like you know, you, yeah, know, you, yeah. you unbelievable. I mean, share with people, and, yeah, and yeah. Uh, people don't really understand how much fun it is, and until you um, actually do it, correct? Yeah, yeah. and it's uh, you know, I think uh, college tennis is is unique because it's not the same sport as you know, if you're a football player, or basketball player, it's the same format when you go to college. You know, college tennis is completely different, and you finally get that team atmosphere, and you finally get that feeling of uh, you know a, a, a something that's larger than yourself and you know and it, it's a blast I mean I, I, I love it I love the format it's I love college tennis more than pro tennis or junior tennis or whatever right like many people yeah so yeah. Uh, you know I, I love trying to help kids through the process even you know a lot of yeah. times we were we recruit a lot of kids and like I shared with you the story I mean you know, I try to be as honest with them as I can. A lot of times I see kids kind of choosing the wrong way. Even if it's like, hey, I kind of want to go to LSU. And I can say, look, you know, honestly. It may not be the fit. I don't think it's yeah. the right fit, you know. That's and, honest. And, um, you don't always get that. Well, I mean, you know, because you can you can tell pretty early on, I think. And, um, and you can see kind of mistakes that you've made or other people have made or other kids have made. And, and you want to get ahead of them, right? Yeah. And, and it's in the best interest of the kids. It's in the best interest of your program. And... And, uh, and it, you know, as co- coaches, you have a certain culture you want to cultivate and, and uh, a certain environment that you think you need these people to fit into. And yeah. if, it's, if it's not a fit, just like any relationship, it won't last. Right? That's right. It's a two-way street. Yeah. You know, it's, it's to the interest of the coach as well sure. to make sure that that player coming in is going to be yeah. the right fit and vice versa. Because, sure. as you said, you really enjoy the experience and you really flourish and your best tennis comes out, your best academics, yes. your social life happens when you're in an environment that you absolutely love. Absolutely. And um, so, you know, I think that a lot of people take this, this transfer situation or think, well, I might have to transfer even if, you know, they have injuries or certain things because they're not really ready to get to that school they want to but to understand that it's not a failure that it's actually like when we talk about it now both of us have a great story and we've learned so much so I want to sort of transition and ask you you know how have all these experiences that you've had now allow you to to uh, run your program like what's unique about your program that you guys do and what's your coaching philosophy well I think we've had a lot of different experiences my father and I are a unique situation just from a coaching standpoint we're the only father-son duo I can think of and uh, you know from a philosophy standpoint where we're you know he taught me everything I know of course I have some ideas but 99% of it it's the same right so um, you know and I think from a personal level he and I had a tough relationship when I was younger he was always my coach yeah 
Yep. I, I struggled to kind of separate the coach from the father, and he was tough. You know, he was old school, and yeah. so I was maybe a little sensitive at the time, you know, and now it's nice to to get to know him on a different level, right? But, um, you know, I think, I think, I think, you know, more than anything, kids, when they look at the school, they need to look at the, the coaches, they need to look at the guys on the team or girls on the team. Um, they need to look at the school because that's, they're going to spend a lot of time around those teammates, around the coaches, at the university. Um, so it's a, it's a pretty, it's a, it's a big decision. And I, you know, oftentimes I'm not sure people put in as much thought as they should. I know I didn't. Right. Yeah. And, um, and I really wish I would have, right? Because it's not a fleeting, posi- uh, you know, decision to make. I mean, it's a, it's gonna, it's for four years most of the time. Yeah. Um, it's building your network in the future, right? I mean, one thing I think we stand out is, I mean, uh, you know, there's no reason to joke around here. LSU is not the highest ranked school in the country, right? Right. But, right. But for us, you know, we need and want guys to do really well in school, just because it's another opportunity that you might have if you do well, right? Of course. You might have the opportunity to go. To a good grad school you might have more job opportunities if you want to start a business on your own you know maybe your network's going to be stronger if your professors or you know classmates thought highly of you right so so for us it's not just really about the tennis it's it's everything I mean, we want these guys to go be successful in other areas yeah. if they want to coach great or if they want to play tennis great but i just want to see winners in everything right and and especially where we're at where we're trying to build our culture um you know i'm finding that Oftentimes, the guys that do well on the court are hard workers, and there's a reason why they're good on the courts because they also do well in school and, and, and everything outside. else. Yeah, yeah and I, exactly. I'm a strong believer that it, it's it's the person that puts sure. in the effort, and they get the most out of it. And you know, so you can go to Harvard, for example. Sure. You know, the, if you're talking about this, the the name schools of academics and have the rigorous program, but if you don't put in any effort, sure. if you don't um, utilize it for what it's worth, yeah. You know, you're not going to get very far. Absolutely. And, you know, so I think whatever you put in, no matter what school you go to, because, like, I wasn't a great student. Right. I was not at the big-name schools that right. way, but I still had success yeah. on and off the court because sure. I worked hard, and I did it my way, and, you know, it doesn't always have to be with the books, right? right? Um, so at tournaments, when you come to, to uh, tournaments to scout players, um, can you walk me through the, the, the inside process, you know, of how... How you go from, okay, there's a big tournament coming up, there's going to be a lot of great players, Um, who should I look at, why should I be looking at them, Um, when you come here and you actually scout them, what are you looking for, and then afterwards what happens, because you know, players come to tournaments all the time and there's college coaches, right, whether it's a college showcase or or any exposure event or whether it's a big tournament where there's coaches and they're like okay they're there to you know they want there to play and they hope that you're scouting them. sure but they don't know what's happening like behind the scenes they don't understand why you're looking at them or not sure. and then what happens are you going to contact me after should i be contacting sure you? sure so can you talk a little bit about that process maybe that you do yeah i mean you know i think i think a lot of kids i mean first things first like you said i think if you're one of the best kids in the country or the world you will get recruited by right. the best schools absolutely if you're not i think a lot of kids kind of don't understand why they're not getting contact by the schools they want and I think it's it's just like anything else I mean the more aggressive you are as the kid I mean if you really want to go somewhere you better show that you want to be there right Right. it's just like if you have a business and you want a certain client sometimes you got to knock down their door and sometimes they don't really they're not ready for you but if you keep showing that persistence I mean sometimes you know that that's a that's an impressive sign to to I think college coaches right so I number one I would recommend for every kid 
you know, when you're first starting out, maybe you're, you know, a sophomore in high school and you're starting to think about colleges, you know, get a list of maybe 20, 25 schools that you think are, would fit your, you know, the profile of what you're looking for. Right. And then, you know, every year you need to kind of cut it down a little bit. And then you, I think you need to go for it and you need to really set a plan in motion and you have to be realistic. I mean, if you want to play at a school um, that's a great academic school, you got to make sure you're meeting the mark in the academic area, right? Or if you want to play at one of the top 10 tennis programs in the country, I mean, you need to look and see what is the profile of the players currently on the team, right? And am I meeting that profile? Am I a little behind? Um, you know, and if you're a little behind, you should write the coach and say, look, I get it. I understand I'm maybe not quite what you want, but, you know, I'm doing X, Y, and Z. I'm going to get there. Um, you know, I'd love to stay in touch with you, that kind yeah. of thing, right? Yep. Um, but, you know, it's, it's I, I, I think as a college coach, like we had shared, I think it's important that the coach knows what kind of kids would flourish at their program and which right. kids would not. Right? right. There's there's not a, you know, there's a big draw. There's, you know, 200 players in the 16s, 200 in the 18s, whatever. Uh, but not every kid is, is a fit for every school. Right. right? And, uh, and, you know, you need to be intelligent about what kids would, would, would be a good fit and what kids would be not. You need to get them on, you know, you need to be upfront with them and honest, I think. Um, but I think that the kids need to, to, to really do their homework. I mean, they're, they're working hard on the tennis court. They're working hard in school. They need to really do their homework on the colleges and on the coaches and look at their background and uh, look at the guys on the team. Hey, you know how it is. There's a lot of schools that are 100% American or there's, yeah. there's schools that are, most schools are probably a mix of yeah. some foreign guys, some American guys. And then a lot of times that within that mix, there might be guys from, a lot of guys from Europe or a lot of guys from Australia or South America. You know, is that something you'd be interested in being around, right? Yeah. Um, and, and again, the profile has to mesh well with you personally, right? And then on top of that, then the, the college coaches have their own kind of style, I would say, you know, and, and that doesn't always mesh well with certain guys. And that's why you see, you know, oftentimes a kid may choose a school and then he finds out that's not really the right fit and he didn't maybe excel as well as he would like. And then he goes somewhere else and he just flourishes, right? Yeah. Because it's just was the right place for him at the right time. And, right. and it, it's, it doesn't mean one coach is worse than the other. They just have their own style, you know. And, yeah. and uh, But, you know, there's a lot of opportunities out there. I just think, you know, I think sometimes the kids uh, need to con take control of their process a little yeah. more. You so know, you're like looking for these kids. Like obviously you're building a list, right, of who you think yeah. based on the level that you need for your sure. upcoming season or the few seasons. Sure. And you're coming to scout them. And then you're looking to learn about that yeah. to also weed off what might not be a good fit for your program sure. and vice versa. They're yes. weeding off what might not be. But you probably need the player's help initially to see who might be interested in your school. Absolutely. Like you want to know, like, okay, if that player writes me, a certain player, and says, I'm interested in LSU, sure. and that player fits sort of your minimum sort sure. of requirements initially, then at that point, you have an idea that there is some interest sure. on both sides, and sure. then you'll start developing that, right? Because yeah. like, I think a lot of players would like to sit and wait for you, but really, you guys need the help yeah. as much as possible, right? Because otherwise, you're here, and you yeah. might be scouting five kids that you see on you know, a UTR or tennis recruiting level, you sure. know, just initially or, or watching their sort of results that they sure. may be a possible contender for to yeah. jump in my lineup. Sure. But you have no no idea on the other stuff. Sure. Right? No, absolutely. So, I mean, it's a definitely a two-way street. Yeah. And the coaches need to be yeah. doing their due diligence and reaching out with a, you know, yeah. a wide net of kids they think might 
yeah. fit the profile, but that you don't really know yet because you right. haven't got to know them, you haven't talked with them oftentimes, and and uh, you know you need to go down the road with them and and you know start with a phone call or email, and then maybe you talk to them after one of their tournaments, and yeah. and uh, you know of course too the, some coaches value. Uh, some things uh, more than others, right? I mean, some certainly want. Some coaches honestly look just off the ranking lists or whatever, yeah. and whatever. And some of them look at different ranking lists, yeah. right? And uh, some some people go more off the recommendation of the coaches or their or their own players, right? Some coaches, you know, see certain guys with they think a lot of talent and they think they can help develop them, and that's what they value more than maybe the ranking that day, right? Yeah. So I would say every coach is different. Absolutely. You know, all the coaches yeah. are different. And even the really successful programs, they do things differently. They're not yeah. all the same, right? And um, but that kind of fits from their personality, and they and they run with what they know best, and, and that's why they're successful, right? Yeah. But uh, but I definitely think each process is unique, and yep. uh, but you know, again, it's it's a big decision, and I and I I hope people are really putting in the time and effort on their own end and uh, and going out and figuring it out because yeah. it's uh, it's definitely a, a, a daunting you know task to, yeah. to go through. I think the more educated you are, the sure. earlier you start, yeah. hopefully this type of content and Absolutely. this information from you guys yeah. and our discussions here result in people understanding more about it yeah. and understanding that you know it's not just one thing. I asked you that question to sort of uh, hoping to get that answer out of yeah. you, which was great because uh, that's what we always discuss is, you know, you're not just going to wait for the coach to send you an email yeah. or a message you know yeah. you're gonna reach out if you can you get a two-way street yeah. each person got to hit each other up and find out if it's a match and sure. if it is then to further progress right sure um, I mean I can tell I've given you know yeah. certain kids more chances than others that I thought were they were really persistent and you know they just they were just dogging doggedly yeah. going after you and you're like okay fine you know I maybe I need you, to take a you wanna, closer look you want a player to come that wants to play for you in the program. Sure. I mean, of right? Course. I mean, that is about like yeah. they're just bleeding those colors in that school. I mean, it's just that's what team sports is about. That's what college right. brings out. Yeah. And you see that all the time with the kids that really do well. Sure. So, you know, let's say a kid comes up now, um, you know, and, and they want to get one UTR level better because that's sure. the gauge that, for example, we're using now to initially evaluate. And, of course, we know that's not the only tool in the assessment that you're making. But it gives you an idea yeah. because, you know, as you mentioned, tennis is international sport. You want to know where everyone fits. How does a player get one UTR level better? I mean, obviously, you're going to have to play better guys, you know, and that, that sometimes is an issue a lot with, uh, you know, the UTR. I guess there's a lot of these American kids that maybe they only play in their region often, and, and honestly, they, they might be better than their UTR. And I think, you know, most of the good college coaches, I think, look at, look at hey, what's kind of the schedule strength, right? Some, some kids might only be playing futures for instance and they might even have an inflated utr right so and the other thing about utr it's only what is it the last 30 matches or something right like that. yeah so last 30 you know, there could be a kid who played really well six months ago and he naturally has taken a dip for maybe he's injured a little bit yeah. or maybe he's focused a little bit more on school um but you know obviously if you want to get better and you want to improve your ranking you got to play better players and you got to yeah. find out how to play them you got to find out and, and go search them out see what they're playing um and uh, and you've got to improve your game. I mean, the the, the reality is is it's not. Uh, I I think too often kids now just I'm going to play every tournament, you know, and, and that's important, no yeah. doubt about it. And competing and winning is is honestly that's the most important skill. But you know, the best kids at this tournament or any tournament, they also have the best skills. I think you know, and so they they put in a lot of time and effort. They've developed a lot of the shots that allow them to be 
you know, some of the best guys, and then they also compete fantastically well, and and, uh, and so on and so forth. But you know, you gotta you gotta put in the work too. It's not. It, it, it kind of comes back to like what I what I mentioned, which is, you know, don't wait for someone else to go recruit you. You know, go if you want to go somewhere, be dogged about that. If you want to improve your game, don't wait for some coach to teach you how to serve. Go figure it out or seek out those kind of people and and uh, and really work on your game. Feel, figure out what what holes you might have and and uh, and what strengths you have and improve those strengths and work a little bit on your weaknesses too. And and uh, but it's a long journey. So that was a long-winded answer. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a it's a tough one because it's yeah. it's really what everybody's looking to do, right? Sure. I mean, everybody wants to get one level better at least. Uh, they want to keep jumping up, and as a measuring tool, that sure. you know, UTR has sort of put that out because it's a compilation of how you compete in matches and a compilation of how um, how many you know who you're playing against, how you're doing, how what yeah. skills you're building, right? But I think a lot of guys, you know, everybody's a little different. Some kids might, hey, maybe he hasn't developed physically yet, yeah. so maybe he just needs to get a little stronger, or you know, maybe he's been a little injured, or maybe you need to work on your serve. Everybody's got their thing that they that they kind of know you need to work on and that and that's that's maybe how you're going to get that extra level on UTR yeah. or whatever ranking you're you're interested in improving so awesome um what's your best college tennis memory um start with as a player uh as a player you know I can tell you my low point as a player was sure. losing to Brett Ross at the Southern <laughs> Intercollegiate in 2003 by the way, fall. Brett Ross is behind the camera there. <laughs> Get in there, Brett. <laughs> that was actually my first match yeah. in Florida. I'll never forget it. And the B draw, the Southern Intercollegiate. Um, no, but probably my best memory um, during my time at Florida as a player, we uh, we did something special at the time. I don't remember what what it was, but we were one of the one of the first teams at that time in, in a long time to beat Georgia at Georgia. We beat them in the semis of the SEC tournament. We had already won the SEC regular season, and the tournament was at Georgia, and we beat them 4-3. Uh, I think it came down to the last match, and it was a it was a great, great environment. Of course, Georgia had all their fans, and, uh, you know, that was the historic SEC program, and, and uh, I can't remember if we had beaten. I think we had beaten them in the regular season, and then we, we went there and beat them at, at home. So it was it was a, an amazing accomplishment, and then of course we had to go on and win the finals, and we did. Uh, but it was that semis match that kind of set us apart. So that was awesome, and one I'll never forget, uh, mainly because it was against our big rival, and and uh, and at that time our program was kind of you know taking the level jump every year, and it was a lot of fun, and you know something I'll never forget, definitely. Awesome, yeah. And um, as a coach, you know, in your career so far, what's been a highlight? You know, there I would say. Um, you know, everything's a little different. I, I, I wouldn't say there's one thing that sticks out. I mean, I've been in a couple different programs that have won, won their conference, um, or even one year Wake Forest. Uh, you know, we, we were, I think it was the first team to make the finals of the ACC tournament. It was kind of a big deal at the time. And, um, you know, I think more than that, I pref- the reason I love college tennis is just kind of this see where these guys go how they grow as people um you know i love to see them just succeed whatever you know whether it's in school or on the court or if they want to coach or if they want to play after or if it's in business or if they want to continue in law school or medical school i just love to see and help them on the way to that so you know there's been some highlights you know on the tennis court uh as a coach but it's more just the day-to-day stuff you know it's fun to really see these people mature um, kind of like we both did it you know at a different time and um, and just kind of help them on that process you know and see yeah. see where it leads them you know awesome um, 
what is the best piece of advice you could give to student athletes and their families going through the process? Um, I kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier. It's a massive decision, right, for them at the time. Um, you know, really do your homework. Really do your due diligence. Don't make it fleeting, but also kind of trust your heart. You know, your heart kind of tells you, your gut kind of tells you sometimes, and kind of run with that. And then see if see if the, the logic lines up with the heart, right? And, and uh, you know, if you're really leaning one way or if you really, you know, you want to be around your friends on a certain team, you know, a lot of times that's that's kind of a good decision, I think, because... And, but you've got to factor in everything. It's not just uh, the coach or it's not just your teammates. I mean, you're going to have to go to that school. You've got to make sure the weather is something you can deal with. You've got to make sure the academics are in line with what you want. You've got to make sure, you know, the, that the culture of the program is what you're looking for. Because if it's not, a, not the right fit, you know, it might drive you away. And it might, you know, it, it, it may not be a good experience. And, and, and I can say college tennis is, is amazing. It's the best experience experience I think for tons of people but it, when it's not the right experience it's not a lot of fun because it's a ton of work and uh, you know it's a, it's a big commitment so you know make sure you do your homework make sure you're doing your due diligence talk to guys on the team or girls on the team that are currently there talk to former players if you can do that um, you know talk to normal students at that school right and, and feel them out and see see if that's a place you can really see yourself even if the tennis fell apart right if you get injured and and uh, you know, would you want to stay there right yeah. and I think that's something I don't think people really think too hard about right um, certainly something I didn't factor in as hard as I probably should have right on the front end but um, but I think we all have our own path and a lot of us might think we would do some things differently but but uh, but I think also you should enjoy it because like playing Kalamazoo is the coolest junior tournament in the world in my opinion and you need to enjoy it while you're out there you know and uh, and going through the recruiting process is fun you know and it's uh, enjoy it right yeah. have some fun and enjoy it because you'll never do it again and and uh, you know and you'll you'll have fond memories of it in the end right right some awesome advice from coach Chris Brandy LSU men's tennis thanks for joining us thanks, appreciate Rachel. it appreciate it thanks, thanks. for having me well